How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, a wonderful Saturday morning to one and all. We are here on WSSP and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Danny Bush, myself, Tommy the True Newbauer, here every Saturday morning, live from 6 to 8 a.m. If you got any questions or comments about our wonderful outdoors here in the state of Wisconsin, you just give us a call at 414-799-1250 or email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Well, number one, Greg, you got a new hat. I got Greg's new hat. Did where, you get where, that? Did you get that from Tom? Did, did, no, not that hat. Oh no, not the Brewers hat. Where, oh, did you the put cutting, it? Did I you, have it with my stuff in the uh, producer's booth. Got him the cutting edge outdoors hat. Now I'm official. Oh, he's official. After now. a year and a half, I'm official. How yeah. come you got that Milwaukee Brewers hat on <laughs> if you got a cutting edge outdoors? Because I had to write an update and I didn't have time to change it. You didn't have time. Oh. So. Well, we'll let it slide yeah. for the. I'm not first, used but, to. You know, uh, when yeah. we're done with the first break, yeah. I want to see the cutting edge outdoors <laughs> yeah. hat on, buddy. And been, it, I've been off for two weeks, so I have to get used to it. Yeah. Getting up at five o'clock in the morning yeah. and getting my bearings about me. Now, Greg, Greg you're he wear- was taking it easy. Now you're wearing a hat with the bill flat. Now, see, it's really not like, flat. Okay, see how mine and Tom's is nice and shaped. My bait mate fishing yeah. tracking hat. I had to work <laughs> at that to get it. Okay, yeah. now. You got in a, you got it like the rappers and and in like far, <laughs> and farmers where yeah, they have flat. the big flat yeah. bill. See, the problem is is that with a fitted hat, that if you do that, it it screws with the the fit in in back. Mm-hmm. Well, there are techniques. I I heard one thing: get the hat wet and then you hang it from your uh, rear view mirror in your vehicle in the hot in the heat oh, yeah. and let it kind of dry and shape. Not There's while you're driving, though. Not while you're driving. No. So yeah, seven nine nine seven nine nine twelve fifty. Anybody with some hat tips? Yeah. Tell us how to shape your hat. Yeah. So Greg, where did you go? You've been gone for two weeks. Where'd you go? We went to Anvil Lake. Oh, up that's in right. Eagle River. That's right. And how did you do? Uh, did fishing did not go well. No. Well, you did probably, not go well. You didn't do too much of it. Did uh, you? we've probably <laughs> in, the, in the week we were there. It was probably about. 30 hours fishing? Really? Yeah. Oh, that much? It was just a bunch of babies. Bunch of baby panfish that really? we were catching. 
Uh, we did catch a 17-inch largemouth. Yeah. And that was just pure luck. It yeah. was, but it was, it was really windy yeah. out there, yeah. and uh, it stormed. It was storming a lot. Oh, okay. That maybe had something to do with it. We did go to a uh, to the power dam though. That's uh, just outside of Saint Germain. Yeah. And we fared well better there than we did on Anvil Lake. We uh, caught a bunch of uh, northerns up at the power dam yeah. and some crappies. But uh, other than that, it was it was not good fishing. But we did it... go to a, we did go to a nice little place in Waters Meat in the UP. Yeah, a little uh, trout farm. Uh, yeah. I guess it was, and kids went and caught about two trout each. Just minute they oh, put yeah, that in yeah, there, they, they yeah, caught it. And yeah, yeah, they enjoyed that, but. For the most part, it wasn't a good fishing trip. It was relaxing, though. But that's the main thing. You're on vacation. It should be relaxing. Yeah. Flies were horrible. Oh, really? The black the, the flies. Bite, the biting flies. The black flies were ridiculous. Oh, I hate those things. You didn't have the Coleman with you? Oh, it the didn't matter. repellent? It didn't matter. Really? These things were so bad. Savage. Oh. They, they, repellent did not deter them? We had the, the deep woods on the 40% deep, and it didn't phase them. You need to go with the yeah. Uh, those 100%. those those biting flies are just nasty, mm. and they hurt when they bite. Oh yeah, yeah, they hurt. Were they yeah. the ones going for your ankles? Oh yeah, yeah. Every yeah. Oh yeah. I hate the ones that go for the ankles. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. And they yeah, That's you'll be terrible. fishing up in Canada, and all of a sudden one will get your ankle, and you'll uh, you'll be standing on one foot because I'll be taking the other yeah. foot trying to kick it off. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now with my cat like balance, I can do that in five yeah. foot waves, but. N- Probably not anymore. I'd be uh, overboard. Uh, yeah, they were bad. And then at night when uh, dust set in, then the mosquitoes came out. Mm. Strange thing. I haven't uh. seen any mosquitoes out around Pewaukee yet this year. Nothing. Huh, that's weird. I haven't seen any. I've had none. I now, now I got this, you know, thick bush hide, you know, where, you know, it's like elephant skin. I... You know, you know, it's probably I'm, you know, I'm part Native American. You know, we've got our natural immunities to these wild mm-hmm. things because we've lived in the bush all our life. But um, I don't know. I haven't seen any. I have not seen the yellow jackets, the hornets yet. And but those might be coming in August, September. Well, those are more pre- for some reason they're 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 prevalent like at picnics, but uh, in September especially. Anytime really you have a soda can, oh, yeah, they'd get in our, our school doesn't yeah. have air conditioning, and we leave windows open, and then you want to get a class all disrupted, uh, you know, get a yellow oh, jacket yeah. or two in there, and yeah. the kids can't concentrate on the Pythagorean theorem. They're maybe, worried about that. Maybe that sh- school should invest in screens By the God, windows. that's not a bad idea. <laughs> screens bad idea. on the windows. Yeah. With, these, all these old, mm. with these old schools, of the windows, you just I know, yeah. you open them up, and they're the... Ones that open up inwards and then they, they, yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, the ones that open They're up like inwards 45 like that. Degree angle. So they'd have to change the whole mm-hmm. system. Uh, how about investing in air conditioning? Um, that would be nice too. Yeah, yeah. I hope. Uh, no, that would cost probably a million dollars to put air into a big school, but sure tax would be right nice off. for the kids. <sighs> tax right off. Well, it's yeah. your tax dollars yeah. at work there, so can't have the kids. Kids. So, see, the one problem with the flies though is that they're attracted to. To sweetness and alcohol. So on vacation, we might have drank a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, that just attracted them. All that them. sugar. All that just, just attracted them a little bit more. Well, they come after me because I'm such a sweet guy. That's what it is. That's yeah. what everybody tells me. I'm so That's sweet. what your wife says, huh? Yeah, right, yeah. But anyway, Danny, 
You and uh, Ron Johnson, when we left the show last week, you and Ron Johnson, the pro bass angler from Arizona, your good buddy, you guys were taken off for Door County. Yeah, quite a time up in Door County. Yeah. We, uh, we went to go launch at Peninsula State Park. And let me tell you, the launch at Peninsula State Park the last week of May, first week of June, is way different than it is now because when we launched then, we'd be like at times the only vehicle and boat trailer, truck trailer in the parking lot. Yeah. When we got there, uh, there was no room to park. So I had to go to some overflow parking across from uh, the beach there. And uh, I think it's Nicolay Bay. So I got to go, got to go park his thing. And then uh, he pulled up to shore by the beach and I waited out and got in the boat. And uh, we went and fished uh, some reefs. It was really windy. Oh man, it was way, it was really howling. So we didn't make it out to the Strawberry Islands, but we did go out to uh, the sister, to the uh, sister islands. And Ron lost a giant, I know he doesn't want me talking about it. It still hurts. He lost a giant walleye. Oh, really? He hooked this thing. It looked like it was 30 inches. I didn't see it as clear, but he's freaking out because he gets excited. And he's things ripping drag and, and torquing down it he, on a jerkbait. And uh, long story short, he got off. Oh, was he, he was bummed. Uh, but then we slammed a bunch of smallmouths. We got out on a windswept reef, not right by the Sister Islands, but a windswept reef, which... I'd meant to get to my last trip, but we never did. So we were looking at the map and said, well, let's try some of these reefs. And we slammed the smallies. Uh, I started using a pink uh, pink X-Wrap, and it took uh, one or two fish, and then those guys switched to uh, jerk baits. And uh, we had double headers. We got a bunch, bunch of two-and-a-half, three-pounders, um, maybe one four-pounder. No real monsters. Um, well, the <laughs> pictures you sent me... Those were pretty nice fish. Yeah, those those were a couple of the, yeah. I think that was the first, the second fish I caught was about a four-pounder. That was a nice one. Mm -hmm. I think that was the picture that uh, that we sent you. And then Ron had one about that size. So those were probably about the biggest. So we had our adventures. Then I made a, I, I made a great move when he went to drop me off at the beach at on the shore. I was going to wade ashore and go get the trailer and drive around and pick him up. So... The water's crystal clear, and I'm kind of used to Steve Milliot not wanting to get his boat too close to shore, lest mm -hmm. the sand scratch it. So he got close enough, and I thought, oh, looks like it's about six inches of water. Mm -hmm. I can make a jump and jump off the front of the yeah. boat. Well, it was more like three feet of water. Oh, no. So when I sunk on in, um, it surprised me. My And when I slammed bottom, it threw my weight backwards, and I went backwards right into the water oh no and my brother and ron are wondering what the hell is he doing what's he doing what the hell's going on out here and, and they're just laughing there i am soaking wet yeah i would so be I laughing go, too so i go so i go trudging yeah. so the next day i had my my time my revenge i had my beating then ron catches this uh well, I'll tell the Raleigh's Bay story later, but Ron, we're in Raleigh's Bay, and Ron catches a, a, a nice a nice smallmouth. It's about a four-pounder, and it's got a bait in its mouth. He goes, here, here, take a picture. Uh, this bait is one of my sponsors. I want to take a picture of, you know, this, yeah. the fish with the sponsor. Well, it's got this uh, jerk bait, and it's got it T-boned in its 
crossways right. in his jaws with all these, you yeah. know, there's three trebles. And he's, he's, he's trying to lip it right. with all those hooks. And it flips out and lands oh. on, the, on the floor in front of me. Okay. Now I got the camera in my hand or phone, whatever, same difference. Yeah. And he's going, it's flopping on the floor and he's going to try and lip it again. Oh no. And I'm going, I don't think you should. I think you should just unhook it and just, and he goes, nope. St- hold the fish, hold the fish, hold. He, he, he I watch it. It's like watching, it's like watching a train wreck. It's like watching, like, oh no, don't. And and he actually got not one, but two fingers. His thumb. Oh no. And whatever forefinger, whatever. Yeah, four. With trebles in each, so his two oh. fingers, his two fingers were pinned together by a treble. In the flopping fish's mouth. Oh no! Yeah, and the and 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 get this: the the hooks were underneath his fingernail. Oh no! And he's, he's oh no! He's going. Don't let that fish. Ah! He's going. Ah! All the fish. So I I I pin the fish uh-huh. to the floor. This hurts just listening to it. And he's going. Ah! Ah! ah and he's and he's ripping the hooks out. Oh. Of his fingers. Oh, he did? He did. He ripped the hooks right out. Oh. He ripped them right out <laughs> from underneath his fingernails. Oh. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, God. I could see that happening. And it creeped. And they were past the barbs? Yes, they oh, were past my, the barbs. And he ripped them out. He, he said, well, you know, we're not, we got all these smallies yeah. here. I ain't going to the doctor. We're going to keep oh, fishing. No, no. So, no, he had to pull that out, but... Whoa, boy. Oh, so, man. We chuckled about it later. He says, you know, out of that's the first time he's ever hooked himself ever. In, really? In all the whatever, hundreds, thousands of bass and this and that, fish he's caught, he's never hooked himself. And, uh, yeah, he's had to cut the hooks out of other people. He's had to use that hook trick removal yeah, method. Yeah, One yeah. time a buddy of his had a rapala Ooh. in the nose, and he had to use the the. In fact, he said he oh, saw God. his buddy hook himself with a rapala in some stream in Arizona. All of a sudden, the, the guy got a snag or something. And he, he's ripping it free, and all of a sudden, the rapala comes and whacks him in the nose. And, and he hears the guy go, that's going to stick. And then he comes up to him and goes, how bad is it? And the, and the hook was right through oh. the nostril, right? And so Ron says, I'll get it out. But you gotta let me get a picture of this first because he's laughing so hard. He's got the rapala hanging from his nose. Like, but but then he did. Ron's pretty good at that. Uh, you know that yeah. one method where you push down yeah, and you right. take the yeah. line and he yeah. popped the hook right out of the guy's yeah. nose. He said, "Count to three and on three. And when the yeah. guy said one, Ron he popped it. it out. Yeah, yeah. And the guy goes, "Wow, that's that's pretty good. Didn't even hurt." Yeah. Well, listen. Right. Okay, we we should go to a break. Yeah. And then we're gonna finish. You know. Oh, by the way, Danny, we have. I have some interesting information for our angling friends about launches that are open, launches that are closed, and lakes that are slow, no wake right now. Gotcha. So I got a list if you want me to give that Boy, information. Boy, that's a good idea. All right. Because a lot of people don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you that info when we come back. And then we got more Tales from Door County with Danny Bush. <laughs> we'll be right back with more here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies, Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellent.
didn't know that. I did not know that. I didn't hear us talking about that. No, we were not. No. Okay. Wow. Welcome back <laughs> to the Midwestern <laughs> Shooter Supply. Cutting Edge Outdoors coming oh, to you live oh, from God. the Bait Mate Fish Attracting Studios. And uh, while I remember, yeah, um, I've been uh, averaging about a muskie trip, trolling now, and I've been using the Bait Mate, uh, uh, Bait Mate the Stick Max, the one that you kind of—it's kind of like a—it's kind of like chapstick, and you just go ahead and put it on. I've been putting that on the crankbaits and. It sure doesn't yeah. hurt, let me tell you. So I'm gonna ha- I got to pick up some more of that. All right, folks. Here is your list of launches that are open, closed, or lakes that are slow, no wake. Nagawika, open. Pine, open. Okachi, open, but slow, no wake. Moose, open, but slow, no wake. Golden, open, slow, no wake. Silver, open. Beulah, open, slow, no wake. School section, open. Eagle Spring, open. Phantom Lakes, closed, slow no wake. Rock Lake, open. Now, when I say closed, that means the launch is closed. Rock River, open, slow no wake. Delavan, all boat launches closed, slow no wake. The Madison Chain, open. Big Muskego, open. Little Muskego, open. Danoon, open. Pike, open. Oconomowoc, open. Namabin, open, slow no wake. Lower and Upper Neshota, slow no wake. Ashapin, open. Kesis, open, slow no wake. LaBelle, open. Fowler, open. Uh, Large and Middle Genesee, open. Slow No Wake. And Pewaukee, open. Slow No Wake. There you go. There's your list. So, there's a, there, I, I'm a Delavan. Launches are closed. Woo. The locals got to be loving that. Oh, yeah. Well, I was launching at uh, Pewaukee what, the other morning, and uh, I was talking to one of the uh, guys who works at Beachside bait and tackle and as i'm speaking some guys in a gal in a big fiberglass boat mm-hmm. pleasure boat pull in the launch and they're kind of you know they, they got the trailer right there they're ready to back it in and they're just kind of doing the prep stuff and i i said to, i was talking to the guy there and i mentioned we're saying yeah they got some guys pulled over they got nailed for that no wake yesterday they're getting some tickets and all of a sudden those guys just get in their truck and drive away. I'm sure they didn't know it was no wake. They heard us talking at the boat launch, and they were like, screw it. We better get out of here. We're going to another lake. Yeah. So even though there's the big signs right there, people don't read signs. Sometimes they don't always read them. There's too many signs for one thing. Hey, um, I I forgot to tell you about this last week because Ron was here, Ron Johnson. And I forgot to mention this. Now, you know the professor, Mark Krumpetich, yep. right? And last year, Mark Krumpetich was helping somebody at the boat launch at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. He's helping them uh, get their boat out of the water, and he was cranking on the winch, but he didn't have that little lever where it would go click, 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 where it would lock into place. Right. And the winch slipped out of his hand, and you know how fast they can swing oh, around. Yeah. And it hit, I'm pretty sure that's his right hand. Anyway, it smacked the back of his hand, broke a bunch of bones, you know. Remember, he had that problem, right? right? Okay. Well, last week, actually it'd be a little over a week ago, about a week and a half ago, oh, another problem happened to poor Mark. Mark's got a problem. His his motor was, his uh, outboard wouldn't run. It wasn't turning, you know, when he got to the launch. 
and he couldn't figure out why. So he gets it up on the trailer. You know, he uses the electric motor. He goes down with the rope, gets it up. And here there's this big, thick rope wrapped around, like, the prop in the lower unit area. Yeah. So Mark's back there, and I've never heard of this. He, he's undoing the rope, and there was must have been tension or something on the prop, on this big stainless steel prop. And when he was undoing it, there was tension, and the prop spun around very swiftly, caught him on the back of the same hand that he broke the bones on, and he got a big gash across the back of his hand. The poor guy, that hand isn't going to last much longer. He keeps doing stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, now, and I never heard about, like, tension being stored on a prop like that. So the motor was not running. No, the motor was not running. He was taken off this rope that got wrapped around the motor, the the pro- propeller. Right. And so when the pro- when he was taken off the rope off the propeller, it it somehow had tension and it spun. That's weird. And it hit him right on the back of that same hand he broke last year helping somebody. So uh, our uh, our thoughts go out to Mark. Mark. Stay away from that stuff, man. He just, I don't know. There must be a black cloud over that poor guy. <laughs> Life's dangerous in the great outdoors, Tom. Yeah, you never sometimes. know when you're going to fall in the lake, have a prop, wrap yeah. your hand, or get hooks in yeah, your hand yeah. as well. And, so. and, you know, when we were uh, off the air, uh, when we were during a commercial break and we were talking about hooks, now what I I started doing years ago was using uh, my whatever knife I carry with me, or sometimes I have this, this little thing, I, I forget the name, it's called Last Resort. But anyway, uh, I like making the hole where the hook went into a little bit bigger with a very sharp, very pointed knife, very sharp, making that hole just a little bit bigger so that the barb can slide out. Yeah, it hurts a little bit. Yeah, it bleeds a little bit. But you know what? It, it, it's worth it. I don't think I could do what Ron did just by yanking. Ugh. Ugh, that's crazy. Yeah, but, fortunately. And, and over the years. And you know, this is another thing. Bushy and, and Greg, This you got to listen to this. Too, and this is a tip for our listeners. When you're bringing in a fish, whether it be a walleye or a bass or or just a panfish, a bluegill or a crappie, now you always see guys they're they're swinging the fish over the side of the they're swinging it over and they're going to grab the line. Ugh, yeah. When you go to grab that line, if that hook comes out of that fish and that rod is bent over like a candy cane, it's gonna come right up into your hand or a finger. It's gonna it's gonna stick you. When when I see people doing that on TV a lot, you know, uh, some of our friends like John Gillespie, he does that a lot, and he's been hooked in the past doing that. And you think he would learn? Don't do that. I mean, when I lift the fish in the boat, I lay it on the floor and then I grab it because I've learned my lesson by sticking my hand out and all of a sudden the hook comes out and bam, it's right in your hand or a finger. I've learned my lesson, you know, and. I'm telling you, you know, when you're when you're swinging them in a boat, folks, don't go just grabbing for the line. Well, I've never grabbed the line because I didn't want to have all that pressure on the line. I try yeah. and grab the fish. Yeah, well, you know, and that's yeah. If you grab the fish below, I mean, when you go anywhere where that hook is by the mouth, and if that hook should happen to come out, oh, yeah. it's, you know what it happens a lot with is with crappies, because their mouths are thin, and it, the hook can come out very easily. Yeah, so ugh. more so than with bluegills. Uh, yeah, it it, it kind of seems that way. Yeah, kind of gotcha. seems that way. But but it can happen with any fish. Well, so any um, fish. the rest the rest of the yeah. Door County report. Uh, we got 
Last week, Sunday, we got blown off the bay. There was no way we were, were going to go there. So we went to Rowley's Bay. You went on the other side. Other side. Yeah. And uh, we, we hammered them in the Mink River earlier in the year. And, uh, man, that is world-famous waters there. When we were there, you know, a month ago going up the Mink, there were people from all other states, from down south, mm-hmm. all kinds of different license plates, mm-hmm. uh, people driving up there to fish that famous water. Uh, but we went out on uh, Rowley's Bay, and uh, there were only like two other boats out there, and it's a big bay. But we uh, de- started started drifting, and uh, it's kind of a northeast wind, and uh, we were in about uh, five six feet of water. Water's crystal clear, and we immediately started hammering some nice some nice uh, smallies. Your white spinnerbait with the gold blades. Uh, I hammered a couple of you know. Four-pound smallies. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And they come. They, one came in charging like a muskie. I could. I, oh, yeah. I didn't even have time to say, "Here comes bang." Yeah. Uh, then I had another one. I cast over by a big rock, and Ron was uh, getting them on a jerk bait. So they were really aggressive. And then it was like a light switch, Tom. They just turned off. I mean, mm. it was like a light switch, where. Now, when your bait hit the water, they'd go spooking off. They'd swim away the they'd other way. They'd swim away yeah, the other way. Yeah, yeah. And we, we must have saw, we saw, Ron was freaking out because he goes, there's a, look at that, there's some, look at those, yeah. there's, 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 there's four, there was five pounders. And he kept seeing them, and he let it be a challenge to try and get them going. And he even threw a hair, I mean, he's trying everything. And for him, he let it be a challenge. Now, my attitude was these fish just went negative. We got to mm-hmm. go somewhere else and find yeah. some fish. But uh, he managed to entice, after a whole afternoon of trying, he managed to entice a couple. But uh, And then towards evening, we thought the bite, they might turn on again, and we did manage to get a couple, but no real big ones. But we, we saw some five- and six-pounders swimming around there, and I just wish we'd gotten there earlier in the morning because they were really aggressive at first. The thing that had happened, though, Tom, was it switched from a northeast to, to like an east wind. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that wind switch just changed them. Uh, water's crystal clear there. I, I know you got to make long casts, um, and they can be spooky, but I just couldn't believe how they changed from slamming that spinnerbait to I had one or two I had one other hit later and then one or two half-hearted charges where you'd see them kind of swipe at it for a second. But otherwise, your bait would hit the water and they'd just bolt the other way. Isn't that something? That's just crazy why they do they that. They are moody, moody fish. But yeah. uh, that is one incredible fishery up there. Uh, Ron's fished all these great you know, fisheries throughout from Lake Erie to New York to wherever. And he says he's never seen so many big smallies that yeah. many in yeah. one place ever. Yeah, that is awesome fishery. Hey, we got to go to a break now. We'll we'll talk more about fisheries, awesome fish, fish around the area lakes, and of course that uh, slow no wake on a lot of lakes. So watch the signs at the launch, folks. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by V-Mart Cheesy Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, you know what, folks? This is the time of the year that I love when things in the garden start popping. And one of the things that I really like, and I know you might think this is funny, but I really like zucchini. 
Uh, I make zucchini all different ways, but one of my favorite ways is just plain old fried zucchini. But what I do with it is I, I, I peel the zucchini, I slice it about a quarter inch, maybe three-eighths of an inch thick, something like that, about a quarter inch. And then what I do is I, I make a, you know, like when you're making a fish, uh, making fish, I use uh, uh, the milk and the egg mixture, mix that all up, and I, you know, soak the, put the zucchini in that, and then I put it in a fish breading. You know, like whatever you use for fish. Or sometimes I just use cracker meal. And then I fry it in a little bit of oil. And when the sides get, you know, when it turns uh, like a golden brown, take them out, put them on a plate. Sometimes I'll put some mozzarella cheese on them or whatever. But I'm telling you, I love it like that. I love fried zucchini. I really, really do, especially in the fish coatings. And, uh, and if your garden's anything like mine, you should have a bunch of zucchini by now. Anyway, the Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! Oh, my, my friend Sally told you he was up in Alaska last week, and uh, he he sent pictures of, I don't know, halibut, salmon, and some orange fish. I haven't talked to him yet to ask him what the heck that orange one was. <laughs> halibut. I suppose he kept those and packed oh, them. Those he, are good he, to he, eat. He, he, he shipped home a whole bunch of halibut, salmon, and whatever those orange ones were. They... What they do is they freeze them and then they ship them back to your house for you. You know, an orange fish. It was like it, yeah. It was orange in color. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask them. Maybe I should call them. Sure, give them a call. Yeah, okay. let's talk to. But Sal. anyway, you said there was more to that story up there. More to the story up there. Um, no other than that, uh, there were tons of smallies and. Uh, is really cool seeing them. The, the water's so clear and the rocks are all white that you could the the, the big smallies, Tom, yeah. the big ones, yeah, were black. They were Ooh, really cool. You could see dark. like the dark, yeah. yeah, pretty pretty sharp. So and they fought like heck, eh? Oh man, they fight. Oh. Those smallies just do not give up. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They're 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 awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good. And and uh, yes, yes, <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Greg's sending me notes. And- I'm glad you guys. And uh, you were out doing some musky fishing too. Yeah, um, had a little luck doing that. Yeah, the uh, remember Pewaukee is a no wake yeah. uh, for fishing. It's uh, it's good because we don't have a bunch of guys ripping around rocking us. Uh, there's still mm-hmm. a number of floating weeds out there, but you got to kind of pick your areas. And uh, I've you know haven't I guess my best day at uh, Doctor Sandy was out Monday, and he caught one and lost two. And, uh, yeah, and, and the second one he lost, it was a big fish. It was down, it was ripping line, big heavy head shakes and got off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was upset because normally trolling, they get, they get hooked pretty good normally. Yeah, normally yeah. trolling, it's not a problem. Uh, so then the well, third one, the he's kind of overthinking it, mm-hmm. like he's being uh, all cautious and stuff with it. And, oh, I don't want to lose this one. I'm like, just have fun with the fish, you know. And yeah. then he lost the third one, so... But we got one, so averaging a fish a trip anyway, going out there, and uh, it should just continue to get better into uh, 
into August, oh, yeah. I would think. Yeah, it should, yeah. I'll be back teaching, and I won't be able to fish anymore. Well, that's at the end of August, right? When no, you go I got to start. August 14th. Oh. August 7th, I got to go back. You, Meetings, yeah. August 7th. August yeah, you 14th. start early. Start early, yeah. yeah. So I got to get as much fishing in. Okay, Haven't been able to make it out to okay, Lake Michigan, although the reports that I've heard um, for Lake Michigan looks like it's been kind of spotty due to yeah. the weather. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I haven't heard of it going great guns. Now, we should have that Brew City tournament coming up out here soon. Yeah, yeah I think so. So yeah. what, did, what did Sal say? You were talking to him. I did talk to Sal, and Sal says he wants to come in studio next week and talk to you about his fishing. Oh, studio. he does, does he? He does. Well, I'll have to think about it, see if we'll let him or not. <laughs> Sal will have to maybe bring us some come-bearing gifts. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, um, you have to bribe us. Uh, Watermelons. Yeah. Watermelons. Yeah, there you go. Honeydew. Show Honeydews. Up the door yeah. with two watermelons, <laughs> one under each arm. Oh, don't forget, Greg. We better get three. Oh, we got to get three yeah. watermelons. Yeah, Maybe we... you can balance one on his head. <laughs> How about some frozen halibut uh, fillets? Hey, and uh, I'd prefer I, that, the protein. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't forget to mention this. I was talking to uh, JJ from uh, Jiffy Overhead uh, Doors. And I always call it Jiffy Overhead Garage Doors because it is garage doors that he deals with, right? And uh, he re-upped for, you know, another six months of advertising but because he, he said the advertising on the show has worked for him. And uh, But he said, you know, you really should change the ad where it says Jiffy Overhead Doors, not Overhead Garage Doors. And I says, yeah, but it's garages, you know? I mean, do people know what overhead doors are? Maybe they're thinking it's something else. I don't know. But I said, I will do that. So he told me that a few weeks ago, and I haven't done it yet. But anyway, yeah, if you do have a problem with your garage door, the opener, the cables, whatever, uh, JJ at Jiffy Overhead Doors, man, the guy is great. Does anybody not have an automatic garage door anymore? I, I imagine there's some people. You do? Greg? Yeah. You got to get lift it up? No. I no? Actually, my the wife does. My garage is uh, we are... Our garage is an old barn, essentially. Oh, okay. So we have swinging doors. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Swinging doors. Yeah. Oh, man, you're on the cutting edge. I didn't no. Know I didn't know you guys it's were horrible in there. It's horrible. In the, yeah, because if there's snow in front of those swinging uh-huh. doors, you got to shovel the snow away from yeah. it. Well, listen, we got to go to a break. But, folks, what's coming up after this break is the Hornschwaggle. You've been waiting for it. You know about it. You love it. You be the contestant. Danny Bush will ask you three questions in the of the great outdoors. All you got to do is answer two correctly, and you will win a wonderful prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. So be that contestant. Call 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Be the contestant on the Hornschwaggle and win a wonderful prize package. Right, Danny. That's absolutely correct. All if right. you win. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live and certainly unrehearsed, nor scripted, 
From the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios, I'm Dan Bush, Tom Neubauer. Greg's back in the saddle again on the board with us. And now we have our Hornschwaggle segment. And uh, who is our lucky contestant, Greg? We have Brian on the line. Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? Morning, guys. Just five days away from training camp. Hey, all right. So, anyway, you know how the Hornschwaggle works? Yes. Okay, so if it's... Uh, if I'm pulling your leg, it's a horn schwaggle. If I am telling the truth, say no horn schwaggle. So uh, we're, we're going to go with the shooting, with the shooting sports here. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about recoil. Recoil. So here we go. Uh, a, gun re- a gun's recoil is in direct proportion to its weight and the weight and speed of its payload. Horn schwaggle or no horn schwaggle? Horn schwaggle. No, that was a no horn Wait, schwaggle. Wait, that was a tough one. No horn schwaggle. Okay, here we go. But you still got chance. Here we go. Uh, an eight-pound, two seventy caliber rifle recoils more than a six-pound, two seventy caliber rifle. Uh, that would be a horn schwaggle. That is a horn schwaggle. Very a good. A heavier rifle in the same caliber is going to recoil less because right. the weight... A lighter rifle is going to kick you more. Good. So you got to get this next one. Uh, here we go. One of the simplest and most effective ways to cut recoil is to shoot lighter or slower loads. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? Hornschwaggle. That was a no hornschwaggle. Uh-oh. Uh, you lighten up the load. So go from 180 to 150. Well, we appreciate you playing playing, and give a call next time, and, and hopefully you can win next time. All right. Nice weekend, guys. All right. Thanks. thanks. Thank you. And, and he's right. Training camp opens up for the Packers this week, and uh, we'll be getting into the football season pretty soon. Yep. Yep, and the NFL picks are coming. Yeah, yeah. When when the season starts, we will be doing the NFL picks. Uh, I still have not received my trophy. And 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 you don't hold your breath on it. <laughs> don't hold your breath. Didn't I win last year? No. no, no. What? Greg no. did. Yeah. Greg did. Well, I'm living off the glory of the previous year. Yeah, right? yes, yeah. Yes. When I had like the... Yeah. Last year, I think. I think you might have came in last. Yeah. Yeah. I think last year. Last year was a tough year for you. It was tough. I started fast and then it had a collapse like the Brewers are doing right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Listen. (laughs) Boy, you you listen to Tim Allen on the the show here on on 105.7 FM, The Fan. And uh, Tim Allen, he's. Sometimes he gets a little fired up. He gets a little upset at that, you know. But he's he's trying to calm down. Is he now. telling? Yes. Her, is is he still telling everybody to to chill out and calm down? Don't worry about it. Uh, he's I'm, trying to chill. I'm sure he is. I mean, yeah. baseball is 162 games, so I mean, it's it's a long season. They're still but, in first place. Yeah, but this is quite a slide. Yeah, in first place, thanks to the Cardinals. Right. But. Uh, well, you know, I what's, what's going on right? What, what's happening right now is their offense is in a bit of a slump. The, every game they lost against Philadelphia or uh, Pittsburgh, they were actually leading. Yeah, and they usually only lose by a run or two. You yeah. know, I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 tough right now. But I I, I have faith in the Brewers that they're. Gonna, I mean, before the six game slide, they won. I think it was thirteen of. 15. It was something like that. So yeah. they'll turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry it's about not, it. I, I hope mean, so. The, I hope so. It's a that's why baseball is such a long season. Well, somebody even said on the show, they said, you know what though? They're doing better than what was expected oh, of yeah. them at the beginning of the season. So right. let's not complain too much. Right now, know? right now I think the Brewers are sitting at 50 I think they're one game uh no, 
four, five games over five hundred. Right now, the Brewers are fifty-two and forty-seven. They're yeah. five games yeah. over five hundred. Yeah, Eight. and most experts before the season didn't have them winning more than seventy games. Yeah, so they're so they're they're, they're ahead well of pace. exceeding expectations. Yeah, they're ahead of pace. So anyway, let's just hope they can uh, get those bats on track. You know. Hey. Uh, anyway, yes. Go one, ahead. One Danny. shout out to our station here. Um, I've got my uh, entertainment system on my boat where uh, we like to listen to uh, the radio when we're out there fishing for the muskies. And I put on uh, 1250. Seems to come in better on my cheap boombox than the 105.7 for some reason. And uh, we listen to the uh, Bill Michaels show. And, uh, you know, my uh, Dr. Sandy from Chicago really likes Bill Michaels going back to years ago. In fact, he called from the lake last week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he had to make a comment, Bill Michaels, about, they were talking about some Yankee, and Dr. Sandy, you know, he's from New York, so he's yeah. a Yankee fan, and uh, uh, Bill Michaels was talking about some good player that the Yankees got, and um, so we called in from the lake and talked to him a little bit, and uh, then uh, we've been listening to, uh, Tim Allen's been filling in. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, Bill's been on vacation. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Tim Allen, uh, you know, I get good compliments from from people that are Mm -hmm. out with me and listening to Tim Allen. They really Mm -hmm. like him, too. So Mm -hmm. got some good sports talk going throughout the day there that you can just tune in. All those shows are good. And our our old producer, uh, Billy Schmid, he's been filling in on uh, the morning show. Yeah, Billy's really good. Yeah, I I didn't realize. I think he's the next Bill Michaels because he sounds a lot like him when you hear him. And, uh, yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, he's been doing good. He's come a long ways from having to sit with us here, I guess. Yeah, he uh, filled in. He was with Chuck, or with he's with Winkler mm-hmm. on the Chuck and Winkler show. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised uh, you Friday. haven't filled in on those, Greg. You're quite knowledgeable about all sports. I'll gladly fill in on those. Yeah, then you get the big bucks, right? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Baby Tosh is a superstar. He's the up and comer. Yeah, he's the up and comer. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so yeah, folks, uh, when you're going out to your favorite watering holes, you know, your favorite lakes, make sure you look at the launches to see if it's a, a slow no wake, and, and some launches are closed. So Now on Pewaukee uh, Lake. Now is this because of all the rain? Of the high water, yeah, yeah. The other thing people need to be aware of, on Pewaukee Lake, there's a, a buoy, Tom, um, a research buoy that's been placed out there. It's in about 40 feet of water, I believe. Um out on, on the, the west end. On the west yeah. end, there's a big boy. It's it's kind of funny. I was I was going along and uh, trolling the other day, and I looked across and I saw it, and I said to my clients, I said, you know, some joker must have grabbed one of the uh, boys mm-hmm. and uh, dragged it out there, you know, because yeah. I've seen people do that yeah. at oh, lakes really? where they grab oh, the okay. no wake zone yeah. boys and yeah. try and move them. Okay. Uh, but it's a research. I got an uh, email from Tom Kep. And, uh, of course, he works for the Sanitary District Lake Management. He does a fantastic job, by the way. And um, he said that uh, that's been placed, I believe, by the DNR. They're monitoring uh, water temperature uh, all the way on down to the mm-hmm. bottom and dissolved oxygen content okay. and everything. All that, that good stuff. Yeah, all that yeah. good stuff. So people need to be aware to, you know, don't run into it or snag don't, it. Don't run into that buoy. Who do you got on the line there? We have Ted from, from Milwaukee. Yeah, hey, good morning, Ted. How you doing this morning? Doing well. How about you guys? Yeah, good. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, what's on your mind? Hey, got a question. You know, you had those uh, the information, what lakes are open and closed, yeah. and stuff. What about 
fishing tournaments because a couple weeks ago he went to, we're going to go to Nagwicka. We stopped at Dick Smith's bait shop, and he mm. says, you know, there's a tournament there. It's like, oh, I guess we're not going there then. Yeah. No parking, so we end up going elsewhere. Do you have? Is there a website or something that says where the tournaments are? Uh, that I, you know, tournaments are no, I don't know that. The uh, one of the things you can, might find out if you go on Lake Link, uh, I believe they've got a, a list where they do have tournaments now. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, and now yeah. that doesn't mean all of them will be on there, but sure. I think you'll find out some of them and that might help you out. Yeah, another thing is, you know, you have to, uh, these tournaments have to get a, a permit from the DNR, so okay. there there might be something on a DNR, you know, D, the Wisconsin uh, D, uh, Wisconsin DNR dot gov. Uh, yeah. There might be something in there. Although about, I don't, Tom, I don't think for like no. some of the smaller ones, no, they don't. I don't think they necessarily. No, need for to. small tournaments, they don't if need it. If it's below a certain number of yeah, votes, or right. I don't know what but, the exact regulation. But is. you're probably talking about like the, the those fifty voters, right? Fifty right. teams. Yeah. yeah. He said it was going to be like 30, 35. Yeah, votes. yeah. You know, it's hard to find a parking spot then. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't. You ain't going to park down down on the bottom on Nagawicka there. Right, right. Yeah, you'd have to park up top, which really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right, take care, man. Good luck. Bye now. Yeah, that that always is. uh, That's always tough for an angler. He's going out fishing. He goes to his uh, lake that he wants to fish, and he and and the place is packed because there's a tournament going on, you know, and there's no spot at the launch for parking. Oh, I gotta mention this real quick. There, the the guy. There's uh, Barney Fife out at the Okachi Lake launch. Uh-oh. Barney Fife is such a knob. He has had big arguments with so many people for the stupidest of things. At where? Which at lake? At the Oka- Okachi launch. Now, they have a rule that if the launch is full, you can't launch a boat. Now, I remember a number of years back, quite a few years ago, my friend Sal had a cottage on Okachi Lake, and he went there one day to put his pontoon in. Now, the launch was full, but he all he's doing is dropping off the pontoon and driving away. Barney Fife wouldn't let him launch the pontoon. He says, nope, launch is full, can't launch. And he says, and my friend Sal says, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to park here. I'm just putting my pontoon in and I'm leaving. I'm taking the trailer with me. I'm not staying here. Well, Barney Fife would not let him launch. Now, I've had several people call me and tell me that they've had big problems with Barney Fife now, out there. Now, this isn't the Golden Mass launch. No, 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 no. This is the, the free launch on Okachi. The DNR free launch. Now the Barney Fife out there says that he's he's literally making up rules, saying, "Well, this is a DNR rule." And then when they call the DNR, the DNR says, "No, that that that's not a rule. I don't know what you're talking about." You know, they and they tell him, "Well, Barney Fife at the launch, he's telling people this. This guy is getting the big arguments with a lot of people. This one fella pulled up his boat up to the dock this year now. Yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah, just recently, just a few weeks ago, pulls up his boat up to the dock, right, and he puts his hand on the dock, going to hold the boat at the dock, okay, while his son goes and gets the car and trailer and backs it in and they leave. leave. No, no, you got to go out into the lake. You can't sit at the dock here. I mean, and they got into this big, huge argument. No, why can't you just wait? at the, It's going to take the guy, what, two minutes to go get the car and trailer, you know, and back it in and get out? I mean, this guy, uh, Barney Fife, has been having problems with people constantly. So if you got to have, if you've had a problem with Barney Fife at the Okachi Lake Launch, give us a call. We'd love to hear it. Who's he employed by? Uh, I think it's the city of Okachi, I think, or the town of Okachi, whatever it is. I'm sure you could call them as yeah. well and uh, yeah. Seven give nine, you two cents. Yeah, 799-1250. And right now, it is time for the sports update with Greg Janik. We'll be right back. 
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.